Welcome to the IEEE Rebooting Computing Podcast, an IEEE Future Directions Digital Studio production. Neuromorphic architecture, quantum computing, specialized processors, adaptive learning, and artificial intelligence are just a few of the topics Michael Garner discusses in this podcast episode. Michael is the president of Nanomaterial Applications, Properties, Processes, and Assessments at Garner Nanotechnology Solutions and is the chair of the Outside System Connectivity Team of the IEEE International Roadmap for Devices and Systems. Join us as Michael shares his insights into new and emerging technologies, why we should reboot computing, how the IRDS roadmap will impact the industry, and much more. I think that it it will take probably uh, 10 to 15 years to really go beyond Moore's Law. I think Moore's Law was basically uh, uh, assumed to be for 2D planar technology. I think that we're seeing more utilization of the third dimension. Moore's Law basically said that you'd have a certain density of transistors over time. And I think that we're starting to use the third dimension, especially with memory. Uh, the flash devices are going to the third dimension, so they're continuing to scale that. I think logic will start to do that over time. But it's, it's getting harder, clearly. Uh, I think that uh, <clears throat> we're starting to see more innovation in architectures of uh, special processors. Uh, they're... Um, We've had general information processors and memory for a considerable amount of time, but uh, recently several companies have started coming up with specialized processors which accelerate specific computations. I think we'll see more of that. I think that we're seeing people doing more work on uh, new materials for um, new devices. such as uh, uh, I won't say memristors, but memory devices that could have uh, more uh, have plasticity in memory that was talked about. Uh, so, for learning, uh, adaptive learning, but that's something that's going to take some time. So, I think that we'll see more innovation, especially coming about as a result of some of the uh, stimulation of uh, the rebooting computing effort. New, new computing models uh, to, to be time efficient, solving problems that would be, uh, take many hours. Like right now, many, training many of the neural processors takes uh, many hours on a supercomputer. To, to come up with the weights for the computation, I think that with some of the new materials hope, and new structures, hopefully uh, the training can be done much more quickly and much more energy efficiently. So I think there'll be a lot of new uh, learning that way over time. I think there'll be continuation of uh, von Neumann architecture, but I think there'll be spe- special processors that such as um, the uh, neuromorphic architectures. There, there's also quantum computing, but I think quantum computing is very, has very limited applications currently, and it requires very low temperatures for many cases. 
but I think that neuromorphic has the potential to have adaptive learning if it's implemented with new materials. Um, in, currently, the deep learning algorithms uh, can't adapt. They take a lot of time to, to learn, and then once they're programmed, they have to be almost reset and reprogrammed to, to really adapt. Um, I think that in the next uh, generation, there is the potential for having adaptive learning, uh, which, making it much more uh, energy efficient and uh, on the t on learn on the fly to new situations. Uh, as an example, um, I was driving to the airport on uh, on the way here. And it was Sunday morning, and I noticed that the person to the left of me, uh, ahead of me, was swerving from side to side. And so when I went to pass him, I shifted over two lanes and went around him and came back. It's not clear that one of the automob uh, automobiles right now wouldn't just drive right past him and, <laughs> and uh, sorry, uh, basically have a collision. So I think that uh, it would not necessarily understand the uh, the. Uh, situation of a driver who's either distracted or uh, in, uh, under the influence of some other substance. So, so I think that that's a, the, the next phase is basically having more adaptive uh, capabilities for learning and uh, for control of uh, systems that you deal with. The ability to, to learn on the fly. Uh, as uh, was mentioned this morning. Um, I remember um, probably about 10 to 12 years ago, I was in a university in Newcastle, and I was, uh, th there was a professor in uh, biology who was studying the brains of different animals, and he said the one thing that computers lacked was plasticity, and I think that people are really focused on that right now, the ability to uh, change, change uh, uh, the program or the, the way it's, uh, something responds when new situations arise. Uh, we had a rebooting computing workshop in Santa Cruz, California, and in the meeting uh, we really came to the conclusion that c cars can't predict every situation. You can't train a car uh, car computer for every possible situation. If you're driving on an interstate and all of a sudden and you're in the mountains and all of a sudden a boulder comes rolling down the mountain, is it suddenly going to turn over to the driver and say, you do what, figure out what you want to do. There was a situation recently where, I'll say a couple of years ago, where a, uh, an airplane was flying in the SFO and all of a sudden the plane basically said, you take over and fly and the, the plane didn't... Uh, uh, it, it crashed on the runway. It basically caught on the uh, the landing gear. Basically caught on the uh, uh, the wall right before the uh, runway. And so there were a lot of uh, most people survived, but there are a few people killed. One person killed because of some uh, problem. But the basic point was that pilots were not expecting to have to take over. And the, the aircraft basically just couldn't compensate for some some situation, and so uh, I think that drivers actually one of the problems with uh, uh, 
I've heard that one of the problems that some of the auto companies had with going to phase three where people basically sit there and watch the car drive itself was they found the drivers were fall, the people would fall asleep and uh, wouldn't necessarily uh, be ready to take over if some unknown, some new situation came up. So I think that computers will need to be able to uh, interpolate and, and find new ways of adapting because people will not, uh, they become too comfortable with uh, computer running the, the situation. And if there's a once in a, a year excursion, they may not be prepared for it because they're not engaged. So I think that we'll need to have uh, computers that can adapt to, uh, to new situations. I think the, the basic reason is that, uh, first of all, uh, the um, Moore's Law is slowing down. It is uh, becoming harder. People are still adding transistors and, and increasing memory sizes, but it's becoming harder to, to add new functionality to accelerate specific computations or uh, add new intelligence to uh, computing. And so I think that there's a realization that just the traditional von Neumann architecture needs some help, needs uh, new capabilities that don't exist uh, with just number crunching. And so they're trying to find new uh, algorithms or new methods of uh, solving problems. And some of those problems are, as an example, this brain-inspired computing. Uh, others are quantum computing or proximate computing. So they're, they're looking at uh, multiple ways of, of providing, enhancing the efficiency of uh, interacting with the real world. Because we are seeing more people wanting to have uh, computer con uh, controlled um, machines and uh, like I said they with digital computing you, you can't predict every possible situation so I need something that can adapt to um, new situations and control systems I think that would be a first uh, first roadmap and I think it will be modified over time and improved over time to to better uh, adjust to the to new things that happen as well as uh, have a better perspective on how to uh, where the industry needs to go over time. So this is the, the 2017 is going to be a, the first of the IEEE IRDS roadmaps but I think that uh, th there will be another one in 2018 which will be improved and the uh, follow-on in 2019 would be even better, I believe. Thank you for listening to our interview with Michael Garner. Discover more about the IEEE Rebooting Computing Initiative and listen to other podcasts in this series by visiting our web portal at rebootingcomputing.ieee.org.